I sort of reflect back now, there's so many traits from an athlete that they they can do really well in the business world or whatever whatever industry they want, just from mindset alone. I'm Josh Willett, and this is The Straight Shot. Hello and welcome, Matty Schrammer, ex-NRL, Gold Coast Titans player, and now junior development coach. Welcome, Matty. Thanks mate, for coming on. Good to have, good to be here, mate. That's Thanks awesome. For having me. That's good. That's good. We're going to get straight into it today. We're going to take a different angle that we've done in previous episodes. I've got Matty on here. Um, I'm really excited to to dive deep with Matty in, in a number of things. Um, one being what it takes to be an NRL player, um, but two now moving forward to what he's doing now in the junior development side of things. Um, seeing kids as young as 12 and um, and upwards up to 18 and what it takes to be a professional sportsman. Um, not only skill, but mindset, um, attitude. There's a number of different things we're going to dive into today. So let's get straight into it. For those that don't know Matt Rama, we're going to get a little bit of an insight. Matty, how old are we? Where did you grow up? What did we do? Mate, uh, 28 years of age now. So yep. back end of the 20s. Getting feeling, on, mate. Getting on, yeah, yeah. Still feeling fresh, but that's the main thing. You're looking uh, at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, from Brisbane originally. Yep. Um, Filipino mum, Polish dad, bit of a mix. So, Jeez, you don't get that much of a mix. Yeah, do you? yeah, a bit of a different one. Yeah. No one ever knew what I was growing up. So, um, but yeah, played footy. Good. That was that was sort of my love from a young age. Yep. Did alright at school, and then uh, made my way down to the Gold Coast. Um, I was actually travelling back and forth when I first got a crack. Yeah. Playing NRL, and then. So you were picked at seventeen. Uh, for the Gold Coast Titans? Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, 17. So I was in a few junior systems down in uh, Sydney with the West Tigers and things like okay. that where you go down and like yep. school holiday camps, but yep. officially contracted, yeah, at the end of 17 in my last year of high school. And yeah, stayed in Brizzy till I was about 20, played okay. NRL, debuted um, 19, turning 20, and then, yeah, moved wow, to the coast really young. at 21. Yep. Yeah, yeah, looking back at the, at the time, you you're a young kid and you're just eager and things like that. But reflecting back on life now and, man, it's such a baby. Like yeah. mindset, yep. heart set, everything just um, so immature. But in saying that, it, it makes you grow because, you know, I'm training every day with 30-year-olds who are dads and things yeah. like that. You know what I mean? So you're in the locker rooms with guys. Like, you grow up pretty quick. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yep. And um, growing up, aspirations, was it always to be professional footy player? Yeah, it's it's a funny one. I, I tell a lot of the kids now in my role that you always got to have a plan B, and um, mm. I, I put hand on heart. That's that's really really important because, yeah. mate, the the amount of kids I work with and see who are super talented, mate, maybe one out of like hundred thousands. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the percent is very small who'll actually play NRL. Yeah. But but for me, I always had that vision. My dad, my brother. Uh, half brother they all played rugby league they all got so close to yep. the pinnacle of, of playing professionally and um yeah i just i was the youngest so you were the golden child yeah i was the youngest i wouldn't say the golden <laughs> my brother might say that but <laughs> mate, i was um i was the baby of everyone and yeah i just watched all them train hard so it was in my blood from literally like five years old wow. played from then and always had that vision of yeah playing professionally like yep. always always wanted to be a professional athlete yep okay and you obviously fulfilled that um, how many games did you play? Uh, ended up playing 65. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Good. And always around the hooker position. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. I come through as a, as a half okay. through the ranks and then, uh, made my way into hooker Okay. and, um, yeah, debuted a hooker and retired. 
as yeah. a hooker. Yeah. So you retired at, at at a I guess a reasonably young age for for a player playing in that position at twenty six. Most players can play upwards of up to thirty four. I mean Cameron Smith, what's he? Like yeah. Fifty. Mate, some of them. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so you retired you retired at at a relatively young age through injury, um, and you made that decision to to then um, move on in life. And you actually became a real estate agent for a bit. Yeah. And that's how I think we met. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, tell me a little bit about the reasonings, you know, why you're retired, but also why real estate, because uh, yeah. there's so many different industries you could have got into. Yeah, yeah. Well, for me, um, it's funny that like majority of um, guys in the NRL will like I think the stats probably under twenty games. Wow. Most of the percentage play, which um, which isn't a lot when you think of it. A lot of it's all sort of fringe playing and mm. um, train and trial contracts and things yeah. like that. So, you know, it wasn't until I reflected back playing six seasons, it was it was I was really grateful for that. But sort of my first three seasons, I banged out basically every game in a row, and then yeah. um, racked up a heap of games really quickly, really yeah. young, and then. Yeah, sort of had back-to-back injuries, literally like um, reconstruction on shoulder, knee, um, hip surgery, just some really big surgeries, so six, 12-month recoveries. So And the ones that, they're the injuries that can, if, if you don't get them fixed early, like they, they can really affect you when you're oh, a lot yeah. older in life. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was about 24 and one of the doctors sort of, when I had hip surgery and my, my bone was sort of wearing away and the hip, hip joint and he sort of actually said to me, mate, you you consider he was pretty straight up. He's like, you consider retiring, and that was the first time I was like, holy yeah. shit! Like, yeah, yeah, okay. So I sort of, I was like, this is pretty serious. It's like wow. it's not just part of the deal. You're getting injured. So I, I looked at my my rehab as always, yeah, six to twelve months. Before I knew it, I was sort of three years on the on the sidelines. So um, back so to how, back to back. How 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 did you get through that? Like you're seeing all your mates running onto the field. You you know injury free. Quite often, I, I know with a lot of professional athletes, and, and when you've got serious injuries like that, you're not even training with them. Like mm. you're with the yeah. injured guys, yeah. and everyone's down in the dumps. Like, how did you get yourself through that? Yeah, it's funny when reflecting back, like the rehab structures. It's a tough, it's a tough gig now that I think about it. For me, it was always I took it as like, man, this is my job. It's part of the process. Mm. You know, get myself right and ready, but. You see a lot of guys really, really struggle. And I remember guys, because I was in rehab for nearly three years straight and guys come and go and it was their first injury and they're just in the dumps. And yeah. so I remember pulling a few of the younger kids and just sort of saying, mate, it's, that's footy. It's, it's what yeah. you signed up for. It's the ups and downs. And um, I, get, I guess it builds resilience, a word that I really, really love. And in my role now with the young kids, I think it's something that's slowly fading away with society. Yeah. And um, I think having resilience is probably the biggest thing when, you, when you're injured and coming back from injury. It, it's sort of um, realising that, you know, what, what, what's your purpose behind, like why are you getting up and training on your own? Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, they're, yeah. it's, that, it's that underlying why. So yeah. Um, yeah. for me, it was always to get back on the field and uh, play Just get back to what you love. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So I want to talk about your role now. Um, Junior development, so you're dealing with players, kids mm. from as young as 12 up to just short of 18. Yeah. Um, hundreds of thousands of kids you're dealing with. Mm. Um, what do you believe is is one of the – there must be one, two or three things that you as a, a junior development coach look for outside of skill um, in a player as, as young as 12, 13, 14. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a, it's a hard one. Um 
there could be a kid who's outstanding at 12, outstanding at 18. And just from my own experience, and I'm sure every athlete would back me up and say, it doesn't mean they're going to play NRL. It's such yep. a long process and journey to get there. Yep. But I guess in my role now, it's basically giving the kids every opportunity yep. to be able to play NRL. And for the Gold Coast Titans, really passionate about the club. And um, it's giving them every opportunity providing them what they need, the tools, the advice, everything, and then it's up to them. It's so we them. give them every opportunity, but for us in terms of identifying and what we're noticing, it's I love the kids who just have a crack and it's, yeah. it's just like in life. They, yeah. they might not be the most skilled or the um, the most finesse or anything like that. Switched on, yeah. Most, they just have a crack. You can just yeah. see it yeah. in terms of their defense. They'll come out the line. They've, they've obviously got a lot of flaws in terms of being able to read defense or uh, what structure to put in place. But you can teach that. Yep. You can't teach a kid to go rush out of the line, put his head in the right position yep. and drive a bloke. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's in their eyes almost. Yeah, ex- exactly yeah. right. You can see it in their eyes. Yeah, exactly yep. right. And kids, you know, they'll come in a dummy half and they'll take a scoot and they'll see their teams on the back foot and they'll, yep. they'll have another carry. Yeah, Just yeah, sort yeah. of stuff like that. And then... Yep. Yeah, we'll teach we'll teach them all the skills and yep. uh, platforms they need. But I love seeing kids with attitude, and, they, and same in in life. I think those sort of people will um, progress well, no matter what industry what they, they do. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So what I'm hearing is you can teach skill, but you can't teach attitude. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and I guess attitude can be um, influenced. I guess you know okay. some some kids terrible attitude, and then something just flicks they can turn like switch. around yeah, yeah yeah whether it's um influences at home or maybe they come into a good system like the titans and they realize okay some of these kids have got a really good i need to step up my game but yeah um attitudes just yeah it's it's huge and it, like I, we had a meeting yesterday with one of our one of most exciting promising young kids coming through uh, without naming names and i had to pull him in and he had a big meeting with the club and mate, he's got one more warning and he's a wow. freak like he could He'll play NRL if he wants to. If he wants but to, yeah. The amount of kids I've played with and who have got everything at their feet, but just attitude, they're gone. Do you take that? Do you almost take that to heart in ways of like you you you're just really disappointed, like because you just yeah. you can see it, yeah, and you can also probably see what you were probably like at that yeah. age too, yeah, yeah. Um, and you just want to just shake them, like, it and is. you almost get really upset for them. Yeah, definitely, definitely, yep. and that's what say to the kids now, like literally it's that cliche. You literally have one opportunity. Like if it is what you genuinely want, like yep. don't, don't mess it up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. This podcast is sponsored by police studios. Everyone has an idea for a podcast and now you can make that dream a reality. Go to policestudios.com.au for more information. So tell me, tell me how you got the job at, with McGrath, tell me. Yeah, the story yeah, about that. McGrath, Palm Beach. Yeah, so I live in Palm Beach. Yep. Um, retiring, I was sort of okay. What, what sort of next? And it all came. Some guy was like, "You should do real estate." And mm. I loved real estate investing, just on a personal level. Yeah. And um, now looking back, real estate's really nothing to do with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love when it's, people go, "I want a job because I really like houses." Uh, yeah, like, mate, it's nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing at all. But mate, it's funny what doors open, hey and. He said, "Mate, you'd be you'd be yep. good. You like at school, I used to call it like a chameleon, like just sort of blend in with people. Yeah, like, mate, you'd be good at real estate. Give it a crack, sales." Yep. And I was like, "Okay." And then I went online and sort of I was living in Palm Beach, and I looked who was doing the most business around, yep. and who okay. I just sort of had that mentality. 
okay, who can I learn off that's going to give me the, the gold nuggets that I need to yeah. succeed in this game if I'm going to go have a crack? And um, yeah, it was McGrath and Palm Beach and one of the agents down there knows who's doing it. Got on and cold called them. Good. As you do. Yeah, yeah, cold called them and said, hey, mate, this is my name. This is my position, just retired. I uh, noticed you're doing a bit of volume in the area. Um, when can I come and meet you guys in person That's it. for a job opportunity? Yeah. Right. And now looking back, if I was a business owner, I'd love someone to just call, call me like that and sort of like yep. hungry to learn. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they got me in and um, yeah, just took it pretty seriously. The interview, I wanted to really show like I'm hungry to learn yeah. and yeah, and started that next week and it all sort of went Shit, they there. hired you in a week? Yeah, we, we was, it was pretty quick. Yeah, it was like, okay. bang, let's do it. Bang, yep. bang, bang. And then straight into real estate. Yeah, so the transition was pretty smooth and, and quick. And So did you finish? Did you end up finishing the year with footy or was this? Well, yeah, I did my knee. I had a knee reconstruction in round two of 2016. So right. the whole year of 2016 was rehab. So you weren't thinking retiring at that stage? No, no. Yeah. It was okay. only till sort of when I was in the rehab mid-year, sort of getting some advice from doctors and things. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's when I started thinking, okay, what, what, what next? next? So quickly, while I was training, finished training, go to Southport and do my real estate license. Yep. It all banged it all out. Yep. Smashed it. So as soon as I got, I stopped getting paid at November, yep. I, I better have a job by yeah. then. So yeah, it all sort of came pretty quickly okay. and I was straight into um, so real you, estate. how'd you find the boys at McGrath? Yeah, yeah, good dudes. Good dude. Tough, tough game. Yeah. And I, I, I learned so much about myself and about life and people. I think it, if anyone doesn't know what to do and they want to be a more grounded and um, what's the word, just a more uplifted person and how yep. to deal with people and yep. skill, just life skills, so yep. I should say. Yep. Go into sales, I reckon. Yeah. Go into sales and give yep. it a crack. It's so uncomfortable, but you get out of your comfort zone. And yep. um, that's what I loved about it. If you're disciplined and you... You've got to be comfortable at getting uncomfortable. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So super like... So much rejection when you're starting out, as mm. you know. And mm. um, but yeah, I just kept staying disciplined. It was like training in the morning. I'd and mate, you and killed it. I, I remember you just blew the scene up. Like, I, what? Did, how many deals did you do? How long were you in in real estate? I don't really want to. Um, no, no. Is yeah. I, I forget how many deals it was. I I was always just focused on getting um, getting the list. That was my sort of fun thing. I loved like. How did that come? That was a cold call. Like that started from a cold call, and it's yeah. like, fuck! If I didn't make that effort, yeah. you know, what I mean, as you, as you know, so love it. Um, yeah, I was only in it for sort of twelve months. Yep. So I got my first listing after about three months. I was just going hammer and tong and the prospecting for three months, and then snagged a, a sick listing. It was a street record, and really? um, yeah, then it sold the neighbouring property, and then yeah, started building Shit, relations. Yeah. And by the end of the year, I was at a point where I was like, okay. I put on a PA and go all in yep. on this yep. or I did some coaching during the year just on the side on a weekend yep. after open homes and, and I was like, man, I miss sport. That was your love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was something underlying. So I quit literally on the spot, got the sales manager in and just said, mate, my passion's not here. Love it. You taught me so much. Yeah. But i got to follow my passion and yep. um, gave all my listings away and yeah, best move I made. But in yep. terms of... The best move I made as well was going into real estate. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how that actually looked for you um, coming from NRL, coming into real estate. Um, what did you do? What did you, what were some of your attributes and attitude towards 
um, you know, being successful in, in business? Yeah, it was more, I sort of said to myself, it was more sponge for the first sort of four month, uh, yep. four weeks, so a month. I just gave myself a month, see what the big dogs are doing there, see what <laughs> everyone else is doing, just see what the discipline is and then yep. do my own spin on it. And yep. um, yeah, the process for me, I used to sort of, obviously get my mindset and heart set right and train and all that in the morning. And then I'd go into the office and I'd, I'd have all these printouts of every street in, yep. in an area I was sort of focusing on in Palmy. And I'd have a highlighter, a red one and a green one, basically. And then... And the red one just copped a flogging. Yeah. <laughs> and and the, obviously, sometimes you can't get all access to all the phone numbers. So yep. there was a bit of digging sometimes. So I'd, I'd set out the afternoon before, so if I track back, I'd go for about an hour, I'd find all the numbers for the street. So for with, the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes they're on the RP data and yep. things like that. Sometimes you've got to go in person, look up or yep. white pages, things like that. Yep. I'd get as many as I could. Sometimes not the whole street, and then they'll be my list for the morning, and yeah, could be two street, two okay. full streets, so maybe 40, yep. 40, 50, or something like that. Yep. And cool. then I'd, I'd go in the boardroom, lock myself in yep. there on my own, and then grab a yeah, the highlighter. Green meant connected, red yep. disconnect, and then um, if it led to an appraisal or something, I'd put app. APP and then yeah. I'd book that in and yep. it was just... So how many appointments were you sort of being able to book a, a day, a week? Oh, what for, was your goals? Yeah, I forgot what it was. It might have been three, I think, just okay. three three appraisals a week was sort yep. of what Which I wanted to start. Yeah, yep. yeah. It was just more just getting myself known and that. Yep. And then I'd just um, come up with a process. I'd, if it was a connect and it's, it, it was sort of... Um, it was always a relationship call. It was never, sure. I want your business. No, yeah, that's And that's it. probably the biggest thing I learned with yep. people who I noticed were doing well and who weren't. Yeah. There's so, so many cats come into real estate. Like, hey, oh, I had so many people sit next to me, like different, because that was left over there. So yeah. you get a cat come in and do it for a month, gone. <laughs> gone. One month, gone. And They just think it's quick, fast, Yeah, cash, hey? and just yeah. the thing I noticed was too much script yep. chat. Yeah. Like, oh, hi, my name is Matt mm. Sharma. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was more, hey, mate, Matt here. Um, yeah. Just to let you know, thing, yeah. thing sold. You know, would you ever yeah. be keen checking what yours is worth now? Yeah. Leave it at that. Oh, yeah, yeah come around. We're not yeah. looking to sell. Sweet. Come around. Whatever. Relationship. Build. Relationship. And then yep. same thing if they didn't if they didn't want an appraisal right now and it left on a good note, I'd just drop a card in their letterbox, say thanks for the chat. And they'll remember and it. Then, yeah, yeah. And yep. it was just sort of that process of literally going through every street and then I'd have this whole map of an area of palm beach and a few yeah. greens a few reds a few yeah. crosses you yeah. know and then things i wouldn't wouldn't go there ever again and yeah. so i was more like narrowing in on where i knew listings could come from and yeah yeah it's funny my first few were all from cold court just yeah. cold call um appraisal and then just keeping them updated if something sold similar yeah i'd let them know straight, straight away, away yeah, yeah even if it was um, right, one of yours or something. I'd, I'd, I'd just Bastard. let them know. <laughs> I'd just let them know. You know, yeah. this one sold. Didn't have to say I sold it. it was no. just, I had nothing sold. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. And how long did it take you to get your first listing? Yeah, I think it was about three three months. Okay. Yeah, and then... Which that's not like, that's a long... Uh, to people listening at home, that seems man. like that's a long time. But in all honesty, I've known some guys up to six months. Yeah. You know? yeah so yeah. three months of just literally going mm. hard as nails. Yeah. Prospecting, doing, you know, the, this yeah. system that you've just told me about. Yeah. Um, 
Geez, that must have been a good feeling though. Signing oh, I, that form six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> form six, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had um, one of my mentors come over and um, yeah, it ended up it was a it was a unit block on a corner block in, in Palmy. So um, we appraised it about one point two, which Shit. you know, for yeah, yeah, for <laughs> and I was just like everyone in the office was like, Holy, like he's yeah. just snagged an absolute ripper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um but that they don't know the relate like how many times I've followed them up and yeah. Just called them and just built yeah, that. Built like that I had no no experience, and for them to sort of go with me was sort of like testament to that relationship yeah. built. I didn't care yeah. how many listings I had; I had zero. Yeah. But the, it was just that we got along, and yeah, yeah, and then we ended up getting a street record and ended up selling for like one point three two for my first one. So you praised and it one two. Yeah, yeah, one, three, two. I know. And then what it, a, what and a then result. yeah, a lot come off the back of that, and yeah. then I'd just be calling all the unit blocks in Palmy. Yeah, just let them know what yeah. what went down and. Yep. So, Maddie, you touched a little bit about how you sort of self-taught yourself, um, especially with things like um, you know, in business and attitude and and all of that. But what do people need to look for when they are looking to hire people? Um, what is what are some of the those attributes that they really need to dive down and and look for? Probation periods, um, you know. What sort of what do you sort of believe is in, is sort of fair in giving someone a, a, enough time mm-hmm. to sort of prove themselves? Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, in your perspectives. Yeah, I reckon in my perspective, like looking from an angle of um, you know real estate, footy, coaching, mm-hmm. yeah. um, personally, like um, something I, I I really believe like life's a school, and I think mm-hmm. the most successful are the ones who never l- know enough. So yeah. you see so many people now who they know it all yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. hard to, it's hard to coach them and they're probably doing well. They could be better if, if, um, they wanted, they wanted to take it to that next level. It's like, you can never stop learning. And yeah. the same goes with a lot of the kids now. Like you notice that trait with a kid who you give him some feedback or advice that will really lift his game. And he sort of gives you that vibe that oh, it's all good. Yeah. I, I already know. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Which shit you must get that a lot with fourteen. Some 15, 16 some kids, year olds. yeah, yeah. There's yeah. there's ego attached and things like that. And I think I love the kids who are really skillful and they they know a lot, but they they come up proactively and ask questions. What yeah. can I do to improve my left to right pass and yeah. give me some drills or do you yeah. know what I mean? It's I and think just all ears. Yeah, yeah, and and same as like with myself. I, I as I said, I really love property investing, and I just used to smash youtube and just feed off guys who are doing better than me yeah so it's yep. like and that helped my portfolio grow there's no way i could have done anything in property if it wasn't for um asking and just just having that ego down and realizing well life's yep. a school you can learn something from anyone you can Do you know yeah. what i mean every yeah. day every day every day so my advice to like people in business or in sport is who's doing better than you or who do you look up to just just you'll be surprised how many people will offer um, some help as well, and I'm, I'm sure yourself, being a, a good player in the real estate game, you'd get heaps of young cats wanting to pick your brain. And yeah, and I love it though. Yeah, exactly right. You, you, it's the reason why I started this podcast. Yeah, and <laughs> I, 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 I actually get a kick out of it. So it's surprising when people don't think oh, that they can ask. Definitely, it's that that contribution as well. Like yep. that that's that ultimate success, isn't it? No like, matter how high you keep projecting you're always a learner and you're always yeah. willing to give back and contribute yeah to others i think and that, yeah. that's and that's that's a void that i get a lot out of this new job now is 
um, yeah. being able to contribute to our community in the Gold Coast Epic. and to the young kids. So, yeah. 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 So in ways of looking for someone like you just want to look for the right attitude, someone that's willing to learn, mm. willing to be all ears, drop the ego. Yeah. Thinking that they know fucking everything. Yeah. Um, and being a team player. Yeah. And pro proactive as well. I love. Okay. I love. And that's something I notice in real estate. It's like, don't always, you know how some people, you got to tell them everything to, yeah. to do it. Yeah. Like it, it's good in, in the business or in the sport world. I know with kids who they don't need to be told to do their extra ice bath for the stretch. You know, it's, they've got a stretch band already and they're, yep. they're doing it. It's, it's yep. those little things. I think is just being proactive and always, I love people who ask questions and I, I really think they'll, the the most successful the ones who get the furthest who the ones who ask the best questions yeah definitely yeah. would you say also another another attribute I guess someone that's self accountable so someone that really yeah. understands what they need to be accountable for what their yeah. job role is already know it and apply and then apply themselves yeah, to, to that, perfect it they just flick the switch it's like that um one of my favorite sort of mindsets is is everything that comes in your life is literally it's your doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you got to be accountable whether it's good or bad. Yep. So you see so many people play the blame game when something doesn't, when it goes to plan. Yep. That was all me. When it doesn't go to plan, well, <laughs> that was because of my business partner or yep. that was because, you know, the five, eight can't pass or something. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Like yep. we'll pull them aside and work. You're accountable. for You guys are a action. team. Let's yeah. work together. Yeah. 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 Exactly right. So, yeah. You're totally right, Josh. It's that accountability, knowing that um, anything that comes in your life, good or bad, you're you're, you're responsible. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, Maddie, this today has been epic. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. It's mate. been uh, a lot of Matt. I've taken heaps home. I hope everyone at home has taken a, a lot home from you. And I'm glad we've uh, taken a, a slight direction of this podcast into into getting away from. Um, real estate and deals and actually getting really deeper into outside forces mm. um, in not only sports people and their mindsets and, and attitudes. And um, I think from that, no matter what field you're in, you can, you can bring it into your own field and, and, yeah. and have it in your own attitude. Yeah, definitely. 100%. I better let you go and get prospecting. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some tips now. Yeah. I'm get my red and uh, nah. green highlighter out. <laughs> oh, mate, yeah. uh, mate, thank you so much. Pleasure. Uh, thanks for having me, mate. So for those listening uh, and want to connect with Matty, you can hit him up on Instagram, Matt underscore Shrama. Last name is spelt S-R-A-M-A. Um, as always, myself, Josh underscore Willett. Thanks for tuning in. Have a fantastic week. Talk to you soon. Peace.